0: Welcome to Judgecast. This is episode 250. I'm one of your hosts Brian Perlman, and I am joined this evening afternoon morning drive to work. Well, maybe not drive to work by one <laughs> Jacob Malicic. Hi, this is Jacob. I exist in multiple times simultaneously. Yeah, we're and and today is a very time zone topical test uh, uh episode rather. Um since we've got uh some of us have uh uh with the with the coronavirus lockdown, it's actually afforded us an opportunity that we normally don't have. Uh, uh, time is kind of a little bit in flux right now, right? You know, it's like, what is, what is Wednesday? What is Tuesday? What is 2 p.m., 9 p.m., 11 a.m.? It's all the same, right?
1: I have indeed support. no clue what day it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well... That that voice that you heard right there is a guest that we don't normally have an opportunity. Most of the time when we have guests, they're they're limited to with a a 1 to 3 hour time zone difference. But this time we've got someone that's I believe it's a 7 hour time zone difference. Um, uh
1: six with you 7 with Jacob.
0: We have Kevin Dupre on to talk about investigations from a GP head judge standpoint.
1: Hello Kevin. Hello uh good uh, appropriate time in the day in any time zone everybody
0: <laughs> So so just a, a a little bit of a bona fides as it were uh Kevin you've been you've been a judge for 18 years now Yep Yeah I I saw a blog post from 2015 where where you were like I've been a judge for 13 years I was like okay math math this up <laughs> Kevin Kevin has been uh he was one of the L fives. I, I don't think I remember a time where you weren't an L five.
1: I got uh I got to L five in twenty fifteen, oh, I think. Okay.
0: So you're an L four prior to that. He was yep. uh, he's a former program coordinator. Uh and yep. for two years you were the GP head judge lead.
1: Yep, that's correct. I'm I'm basically a relic of the past now. <laughs>
0: So uh, you might also know Kevin as the head judge wearing the scarf. Ah,
1: yeah, well, that that is definitely not the best.
0: <laughs> it is accurate. Kevin, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about like maybe what being a GP head judge or specifically the lead uh, does? I, n- I know that it's, it's you know, everything's a little up in the air with, with Judge Academy. We don't necessarily know what the future holds, but we can talk a little bit about what was
1: um so uh, a, a, a huge part of uh, of the position was to uh, was to create and manage the the certification process for becoming a, a, a GP head judge uh so that ranged from uh well uh, uh, the, the, um, m- mostly it was um like creating uh, uh scenarios uh, upon which uh, candidates could be evaluated uh created evaluation charts to ensure that um, when corrected the uh, the answers like uh, would not be um uh subject to uh evaluation subjectivity obviously there was still a, a part of um, uh, of subjectivity going on into the appreciation of the reasoning displayed but mostly when it came to uh, to displaying hard skills like this was uh, uh, this was very uh, uh, very straightforward as to what was expected uh, in in the answer and uh, and, and And once that content I would say was uh, was created, it was uh, man- um, like managing all of the all of those who were like correcting a big part of uh, of what made the process fair. And uh, non biased was that every answer was triple corrected by uh, uh, by various uh, GP head judges who could uh, give an opinion uh, uh, that for sometimes did not match the evaluation chart because some answers were creative. And uh, mm-hmm. when answers are creative, like they, creative does not mean wrong creative means oh this is this was not expected could that work and um, and and at that point um, with triple correction like you uh, you avoid uh, you, you avoid issues such as uh, someone deciding this is uh, this is completely wrong and uh, which would be obviously very detrimental to the candidate uh, also that was uh, avoiding um, potent, uh, that was negating any concerns of uh, oh, uh, uh, oh obviously um, uh, we're going to uh, to be uh, to be incredibly severe to uh, to not uh, to prevent people from reaching that level
2: sure you wanted to avoid any uh, you know, bias or uh, potential yes. or accusations thereof and, and really have comp- have uh, judges have confidence that people that were being selected were being selected because of of competency.
1: Yep, and let me tell you this: that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
0: I got to I got to see uh, pull back the curtain a little bit on the the program coordinator coordination selection program coordinator selection process, uh, the RC selection process, and I can I can tell you that the GP head judge selection process. Was by far more rigorous and and had processes in place and st- and and various hoops that that had to be jumped through. It was it was pretty impressive just the little bit that I was I was privy to. So thanks. It was head and shoulders above what was there for the for the other two tent poles of the program, as it were. So you you're, you're uh, you also do a lot of. Uh, conference seminars you've got a blog out there yep yeah what's up doc on yep. blogs.magicjudges.org yeah the,
1: the the blog is uh is currently not crazy active uh five f- uh, but uh, there's a huge lot of contents uh, on it that is still up to date about like uh, and like about Actionable judge skills like reversing decisions, backups, those kind of things. Uh, but I've I've really realized recently that uh, presenting seminars uh, at conferences was uh, was pretty cool, like uh, exchanging with the audience, uh, getting to travel to cities I've not visited before. Um, uh, and, and now I'm uh, I'm uh, one of my favorite uh, web pages, especially during lockdown, is uh, the UNESCO World Heritage web page, because now I, I, uh, 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 UNESCO World Heritage, uh, this is a list of the of uh, all of the uh, let's say humanity legacy uh, places, um, uh, uh, such as uh, Mount Rushmore, for instance, or. Uh, the, uh, those those kind of things are like a protected um, to to be on that list. Like uh, countries must uh, uh, agree on protecting that uh, that site uh, and uh, to preserve the legacy of humanity.
0: Awesome.
1: And most of those uh, uh, I've, I've visited a few because I'm lucky and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and like most of those places are like gorgeous. Uh, i probably be disappointed. Awesome. So yeah, uh, traveling is uh, a, tra- a traveling to conferences is uh, is pretty good as well. Yeah,
0: we we have you on to talk about the investigation aspect from a from a GP head judge standpoint. Now we've had in the past we've had episodes on basic investigation skills. Uh, we've had uh, Eric Levine on for episode 44. We had Jared Silva on for episode 111 to talk about investigations, and we had uh-huh. Paul baronet on episode 180, uh, where he touched on some investigations in a, in a team in, uh, team sealed environment. But we've got Kevin on to talk about investigations specifically from the from the GP head judge standpoint. Uh-huh. So. Kevin, I guess I guess the the first question is, how are you typically brought into a, into an investigation? By or, or, or realistically, your your investigations always start because someone comes up to you and alerts you to a problem.
1: Yeah. Right. Yep. I, I, I usually say that uh, if uh, if law judges are not uh, trained to recognize cheating, uh, there's there's no way that head judges end up investigating anything.
0: What are, what are you looking for when the judge comes up to you and says, I, th- I think I've got a problem? What, are, what is the information that you're looking for from that judge?
1: Uh, so the, 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 the thing that I'm mostly interested in is uh, asking to the judge, OK, uh, th- this is a game rule violation. Most of the time it's a game rule violation. But what exactly makes it suspicious From your point of view, because uh, because uh, uh, like cheating, I I would say it's um, it's enhanced GRV. It's like uh, it's a GRV that happens in specific conditions with specific intent. Uh, and, And and mostly I'm interested in understanding what why the judge felt that there was something wrong because uh, obviously as a as a head judge i cannot investigate everything so i need to uh, to trim down a, a, a little bit basically so from uh, and even if the if the, what the judge tells me is um, seems very uh, if the story is uh, is very very comprehensive i've got obviously a lot of data to work on if it's a little light I can ask more uh, more questions, but yes, mostly I I want to know why the judge had that good feeling.
0: Now, if someone comes up to you, is it is it acceptable or appropriate if the judge comes up to you and just like, I don't really know why something just feels feels wrong. I've got a bad feeling. Like obviously, if they come up to you and they say, I believe person. You know, I believe that the non-active player is lying because of this, this, this. They had these cards in their hand, and this was the obvious line of play, but they did this other. They took these other actions instead. So I believe that they're lying to get the result. Like that's obviously, you know, a, a situation where they did a lot of investigation and they came to you yes. with almost a, a foregone conclusion. But yep. in the situation of, it's like I, I, I don't know. Something just doesn't feel right. I don't. I can't. I, that, they're almost looking yeah. for help. Is that?
1: I mean that that's totally fine. I mean uh, the basically what I'm saying when I'm saying what makes you feel that something is wrong, I, I am trying to help them giving me facts, uh, which would be uh, so is the player about to lose that game. Uh, Is it uh, very weird that for for like a two turn that player managed to remember that detrimental uh, that ability that was detrimental at this point, but uh, but then uh, they forgot Uh, those kind of those kind of things. I basically I I I am I am not going to dismiss anybody who just has a bad feeling. what what I'm what I am going to do is to try to make them verbalize what they believe is wrong, and, uh, and afterwards uh, we're going to go to the table and I'll be able to take a look at what is going on and perform my own series of uh, of checks uh, uh, from the things which are uh, um, based on what I've been told uh, previously. If that makes sense.
2: So you're, you're looking for whatever information the the judge in question has that can help determine what line of questioning you want to pursue. Does that seem is is that a fair characterization?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, pr- pr- pretty much. Uh, one one of the one of the reasons that I uh, that I that I like uh, to discuss away from the table and not uh, on the way to the table is that I want to. Um, I, I want to have some time to have a to have a, a level-headed discussion and not a rushed discussion because, like we're like, a moving between tables, etc. Um, uh, et uh, I, I think that it's really crucial to uh, uh, to, um, to arrive at the table with a plan uh, in in mind um, because. Uh, basically uh, the the only information that matters is the first information that is given because it's a moment where potentially a cheater will not have had a lot of time to adjust uh, their story if they're lying or if they have something to hide Um, and so uh, and, 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 and so that's why I, I need to have as many uh, items as possible so I know how to orientate uh, the discussion, uh, basically. Um, uh, among, the, among the questions that I'm very often going to ask is, uh, okay, so um, uh, di- uh, did the player lose game one and it's game two? Uh, is it game three and they're behind on board? Are they almost dead life points wise uh, those kind of things because like basically i I think that players have little incentive, I'm not saying zero, but at least little incentive to cheat um, uh, unless they're in a uh, in a desperate uh, situation. Uh, most cheaters are well I, I, actually I wouldn't say cheaters. Uh, Most people committing cheating, uh, and I would not call all of them cheaters, we we can discuss uh, that a Mm -hmm. little bit later. Uh, uh, They basically, uh, I I would say that they had a pretty bad reaction that is, uh, I would say, triggered by the circumstances. Uh, They're like opportunistic cheaters. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is 99% of people that we end up disqualifying. Afterwards, we've got the cheaters, people who premeditated, and those. This is very different. It uh, it can be someone who is going to uh, consistently uh, try to not lose uh, the life or their second fetch line in the game, because if it's remembered turn six, they will just say "oh, sorry," and they will adjust. Uh, I've never disqualified someone for that, but I I need to realize that this uh, this is uh, something. Um, Uh, uh, or that player who who basically uh, draws an extra card like around turn three or four, you know, at that moment where uh, you could have somewhere between four and six cards in your hand. So uh, one more, one less, it's very hard for the opponent to track at that point. And and those people are, are, I told, cheaters. And, and, And the huge difference in terms of approach is that I, I need to be able to trim down before being at the table where I believe I am.
0: Oh, that's, that's, okay. that's, that's interesting that you before you even approach the table, you, you think about whether or not you're approaching an, uh, an opportunistic cheater or a premeditated cheater.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I need to know what I'm going to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, because if I only start assessing, oh, what could I ask once I'm at the table... Uh, I'm going to reveal information, so i I need to have a plan and that plan I need to have time to get it because especially at the era of customer service, you don't really want to be at the table and not talk to players
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you're uh, if you're uh, like uh, two hundred feet away uh, worst case, you're far, and players cannot know that, but once you're at the table, there's a, there's that uh, pressure that you need to take care of the of the player, and that can be detrimental to the quality of the investigation.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a note here where one of the questions is you know what sort of information are you looking for from the judge before you approach the table and you've got a note in here that says uh, for Prague 2018.
1: Uh, yes uh so th- that was a situation where so I've got a judge uh, coming uh, coming to me and it's like, hey so I've got this player he did not put his six uh, creature in the graveyard uh, while it should have died in combat and I'm like mm, okay uh like do you have do you have some more information He's like, oh no no no, like I uh, I immediately felt it was suspicious because a 6-6, it's big. It was in limited, uh, so I came. I, I came to you. I'm like, uh, okay, game status, life totals, like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Okay, cool. So, uh, so at this point, it, it's really, uh, w- uh, it's really one of the exemplification where I just don't have enough. At that point, I, I, the only thing I know is that a 66 did not die. And yeah, I mean, I will agree that a 6-6, six, six, it's strong. So so I arrive at the table, and uh, so I do my classic checks. Uh, so game status, it's game three, uh, life point. Uh, it's uh, both players are like a reasonably high uh, board status. And so I've got the controller of the 6-6, six, six, uh, uh, and the 6-6... Six, six, like he might have had a couple tutus two with, but it's a six six and like some critters. And on the other side, there's basically some flyers for like total of like seven points of damage. Uh, it seems like it's turn eight. Uh, not so many cards in hand, and especially, especially uh, I didn't check the hand, but I could suspect no removal on the on the hand of the player who's got the six six. Otherwise, he would probably have killed the flyer i probably i probably checked but that was my first first impression okay. and and obviously when i arrive i'm like okay so what's going to happen in this game basically that six six it's going to attack and it's going to get blocked by like a random one one that uh, that's uh, that's over there and the flyers are going to to swing in for like seven damage or something like that uh, okay i mean that's uh, that's a done deal Uh, Pretty much. So, so does, uh, did the 6-6 matter? Uh, No, Uh, not really. And that situation like uh, exemplifies that. uh, I think it's, I mean, I'm obviously never going to to dismiss anybody who's like, uh, I had this bad feeling. But I think that it's really important for the quality of an investigation that at some point the floor judge Wonders a little bit more than what is a GRV uh, that happened because this was a clear scenario where the, there was like no cheating. Uh, even if the player did it on purpose, knowing it, uh, there was no way he could take an advantage from it. I mean, a- admittedly, you could say that adding a 6 6 is an advantage, but uh, generally speaking, when you're trying to consider the notion of advantage. Uh, in an investigation, I mean, when you commit a GRV and it's in your favor, you get an advantage. So the notion of advantage for the concept of cheating, it needs to go further than that. It needs to be, I would say, impactful on the game.
2: Right. And they like also has to be realistic, right? That that they're doing it on purpose. That they would want to do it on purpose. They've, there's got to be a rational reason uh, for it, because otherwise. As you point out in this scenario, right, that six six was actually irrelevant uh, yep. to the game state, and so the cost benefit analysis weighs very heavily in favor of cost for intentional cheating, right?
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, even if the player was uh, had been cheating, it was pointless, right? So 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 from that point, like going further down the line to. Uh, to like going investigating for 10 minutes uh, is, is pointless because um, oh I, I could tell you about that uh, that investigation that happened to me uh, at the Grand Prix uh, last year where I basically investigated the player for 20 minutes and I was about to disqualify him and spoiler alert I did not <laughs> um, so so that situation so I've got a uh, uh, so at some point, a floor judge comes to me and is like, hey, so I've got this situation over there. A player, a minus five to Oko to try to take control of, uh, of uh, Witch oven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Oko only targets creatures. Like you can give an artifact, but you can only take control of a creature with a small power. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, well... Uh, <clears throat> and we're around 15 of the GP. So I'm like, well, if you don't know how to play your Oko on round 15 of the GP when you're uh, when you're playing on in, on table three, that's uh, that's too bad. So totally worth investigating. Additional, you know, and I'm like, so how did you uh, so how did you did you notice this? And they're like, well, it's a player who called us, and the player took us aside and said, hey, yesterday my opponent was playing against another player. And that other player, and he did the same mistake, and the other player called the judge. And I'm like, whoa, that seems severe. At that point, like uh, all my flags are are red, uh, pretty much. So we um, <clears throat> so we, we take a look at the we take a look at the penalties for the player. No penalties. Then we ask, hey, do you know who was the judge? We cannot find the judge. But but at the same time, like uh, the, op- uh, the, the 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 opponent making the wild claim that this happened the day before uh, and a judge was involved, if this was not true, is uh, like would be in, uh, a, a incredibly, uh, an incredibly an incredibly a bold move. Let's put it like that. So I um, so I uh, so I go to the table and I take a look at the game. And it turns out that the player committing the mistake is down again. And uh, he basically has uh, uh, zero oven, and the opponent has three. So he's really infinitely behind uh, in that game. If uh, the ability of Oko resolves, is a bit uh, back in the game, but but he he needs to really top-deck uh, once uh, w- another oven in the next two cards uh, of his library to uh, to to fully stabilize. Otherwise, he's still down one oven, and strategy-wise, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> but nevertheless, I mean that player is down again. is is uh, almost losing, and they're playing for bait. So I'm like. That, that, that's exactly the kind of setup where a player could be like, well, I mean, anyway. So, uh, so the investigation is, uh, is, uh, is kind of lengthy. Uh, I I need some translators so that doesn't help. Uh, I need to, uh, I, I lose some time like trying to, uh, to find uh, some, some witnesses so that didn't help either. I, Probably could have done a slightly better job there, but but anyway, at some point I just <clears throat> I just make the math uh, and I'm like, okay, so that player is down again. game. Uh, we're around four, 15. He he makes a G, uh, he makes a GRV with the 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 top card of his deck, and I just cannot believe that he does not know how this works. I have a decent uh, suspicion that this happened the day before. Even though uh, this was not, uh, this was not proven. And so at that point I'm like, uh, okay, well, I mean I seem to have uh, I, I've got uh, converging hints here that the player I mean the play, that the player knew what he was doing, that he was taking an advantage, like he committed an infraction and he probably did it on purpose to not lose. Okay. So, so I so I sit with the player and uh, and the player starts understanding where I'm heading and the player is like, okay, I, I mean, I, I completely hear what you're saying, uh, but I, you need to know this. If I lose, I'm locked in for top eight no matter what. And I'm like, yeah, but like you could still be playing for the toss. And the guy's like, well, if I, uh, so if this works and I end up winning this game, which is is going to take another 10 minutes. We're going to do 1-1. And for me, a draw or losing is pretty much the same because I've got the top tiebreakers in this event. And and at that point, I'm like, okay, well, uh, that is uh, definitely uh, a plot twist here. Uh, And and that's one of those. uh, and, And at that point... I I could manage to find the advantage in-game, but in tournament, I couldn't really. Uh, I think that the player at that point had a very good point that he had no... uh, He he was not really... uh, Even if he had tried to cheat, you never know. At least he had a good convincing argument that he was not. Let's put it it like that.
0: His, His logic was... There, there is possibly some advantage in this particular game, but in the match and how the match results affects my tournament standings,
1: it's pointless.
0: There's, there's nothing there.
1: Yep. And, uh, and that was, uh, and you know what? Like I, I thought that I had a good understanding of what the notion of advantage was, and that case made me realize that I could, uh, I could improve. Like, uh, like definitely. And afterwards, obviously, I double-checked that his claim that he was locked in for top eight, and, like, uh, draw and loss were almost uh, the same. Uh, this was, uh, like, fully correct. Like, mm-hmm. basically, ba- basically, for him to... Uh, uh, I think I would have disqualified him if it was game three, because at this point, uh, I could have argued that he was playing for the toss, because mm-hmm. the toss was relevant in that uh, Oko-Witchoven format. But otherwise and so, yeah, so all, all all that long story to exemplify why the the, the notion of advantage needs to be um, uh, needs to be taken on the very broad level. That also uh, relates to your point from
2: earlier about being able to uh, form a strategy before you start talking. So if you're armed with all of that information, you know what your plan of attack is before going in. It's very valuable. So then, you can get that advanced information, and only things that inform your conclusion matter, and everything else either confirms or, or denies it. Um, yep, um,
1: pretty much. Yep.
2: Right. So, we talked about uh, making sure you had that strategy to to uh, before you approach the players. Uh, we want to make sure that floor judges are getting the the relevant game state information. Uh, because that can inform whether or not someone would want to uh, mm-hmm. take an opportunity. Um, yep. Once you've gotten there, once once you're at the table and you start to talk with one or more of the players, uh, as a GP head judge, what, what do you think the floor judge who initially got you, what's the best thing they can be doing?
1: Um, so, so first, let's start with what uh, they should not do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, many floor judges believe that uh, once they have reached for the Burgundies, they can tell uh, like uh, uh, three sentences and a half, and afterwards uh, the hot potato is in others' hands. <laughs> I and, and from that point, many of them like stay at the table to. Unsure nothing happens at the table. But uh, one thing that I said earlier is that information is only... uh, 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 The quality of information decreases with time. And therefore, it's crucially important that the floor judge, who has been the first person to hear what players were saying, stays with me. So that... uh, uh, the player cannot just say something completely different, or m- maybe not completely different, but like different enough uh, that uh, the player will then be able to claim that the floor judge and I misunderstood each other. Um, and it's and uh, and it has happened to me uh, that despite the floor judge was there, the player chose to say uh, something which was radically different, and at that point. It's critical for the flanges to not interrupt the player because um, uh, because you, you want to, um, basically, uh, there's just a point where I, I want to be able to tell the player, hey, look, uh, so this is what you said to that person. And that person was here when I asked you what happened. That person can assess that you said something different. And in the in the same way, uh the f- having the floor judge around um, uh, in- incentivizes to uh the player to say, yeah, I mean I, I cannot say something different. So it's also like fairly uh, preventive uh and i, I understand that uh, uh we were not always uh super uh, uh, super heavily staffed, but like yeah generally speaking uh, I want the floor judge who investigated the situation first to stay with me and having another judge uh at the table
2: so you're you're saying get another a, a third judge involved to be able to to sit with the player so yeah. that. The the other one, the opponent, so that when you're talking with with one of the players, the floor judge who started the investigation can be there as well. Yeah,
1: and if it's not available, uh, well, I mean, generally speaking, I like to talk to the players at the table versus uh, like five meters away, uh, fifteen feet away. Uh, uh, but and that works even better when you when you cannot afford in your staff a third judge. Because you can just tell the player, "Hey, do me a favor. Just go over there and do not look in that direction." <laughs> uh, and 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 if you did that properly, like you told the player to go in a direction where you can monitor what they are doing, uh, you, you basically it, it's it's very uh, human resource efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and another uh, another very interesting aspect of like being at the table and uh, is that sometimes uh, well most of the time you're able to tell to ask players to show you what happened because uh, it's very easy to uh, to uh, to come up with uh, unclear enough uh, descriptive words but it's incredibly hard to fake motions i mean that's why actors are uh is a that's why being an actor is a, is a job uh pretty much when you ask someone so so you 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 tell me that your opponent did something shady with their cards can you just try to show me and uh, you know th- those kind of things, or when when players disagree on the amount of time that actually passed, because like we uh, we all know that uh, when two players disagree, uh, for one it was zero seconds, and for the other one it was almost half an hour, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but when you ask someone, so can you uh, can you uh, can you motion for me that half an hour? You realize that we're incredibly close to not even a second. Because even they realize that when they're trying to intentionally pose, what happened with the with the with the arm? They're like, uh, 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 okay, well, I'm gonna put that card because uh, because I feel super awkward because I tried to make this last two seconds and this was already way too long. So, so that's
0: a that's a really interesting point. Like I've heard that or or learned that having the investigation at the table is easier because they're able to point to the cards and you're able to see the cards and you're and you as the judge you're able to get a picture of what's going on and you're not having to have the player kind of remember what the cards were and what cards were in their hand but the added benefit of having them go through actions is not something i'd actually consider and that's kind of cool
1: from from my point of view everything that you mentioned first is the added benefit uh, I, I, think, I think that, the, that the, for me, the core of the crux is to put players in a situation where they cannot uh, misrepresent reality, which means show me. Th- that's, actually how, that's actually why I started uh, making a point of always being at the table. I've had a couple couple investigations that ending up into uh, uh, not, not being a native speaker and despite I, uh, I studied English, uh, uh, so, it, it, um, especially when it comes to describing like motions and stuff like that, English is uh, has a, a wider variety of words, and uh, and um, can't remember the the name of those small uh, additions that you put after the verb, and each of them have like various connotations. So I started realizing that even if I had a decent vocabulary in English, this was not enough. And so I started to uh, to uh, to tell the player, "Can you show me? Because I'm not sure what the difference between glance, stare, uh, look up, uh, those kind of things." Mm-hmm. And so j- j- just show me what happened. And then I realized that, uh, and and then it's the first time where I, I actually see someone who was like trying to fake emotion. And honestly, that was. Uh, 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 that was laughable That I was like, oh, I think this was a good trick. <laughs> um,
0: all right. Triangle. yeah, there's a there's a note here for for this question. Lou Cordario.
1: Oh yeah. so uh, so Lou is a level two uh, judge from uh, Brazil, and there was uh, there was this time uh, so the, uh, there was a player who cheated, and she um, she took the uh, she took the initial call. And so, yeah, basically, uh, when she uh, when she came to me, she had a very good picture of what happened. Uh, able, able to tell me why she thought like this didn't make sense. And and when uh, and when I interviewed the player, she was like very focused on what the player was saying. And uh, when the player left, uh, I was like, so so what so so what this player said. Uh, Does this match what uh, what he told you? And she was like, uh, uh, so yes, except two major discrepancies, which are here and there. And like she was really able to pinpoint, uh, uh, she was really able to pinpoint what was wrong. And that was uh, one of the one one of the fastest investigations I did. Well, honestly, I, I did I did nothing. I just. Done, uh, uh, and and uh and, and and this is really like she did exactly what um uh what I, what I expected a floor judge uh to do and I and I, I was uh, incredibly impressed and I, I I recognized her at the at the staff party that was uh, really really good
0: awesome so you you've sat down at the table and you're asking them to show you what happened and and show you what a glance looks like when you get to a table and two players are disagreeing on what happened that doesn't necessarily mean that one of them's lying they could just have different perceptions of reality
1: yep definitely correct
0: what are some tips and tricks you can impart upon judges like how to tell the difference between one of them's lying both of them's lying and or both of them are just you know didn't weren't. A hundred percent focused on what was going on
1: um, okay so 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 first uh, i I'll come back to that okay uh, what happened? Can you show me what happened uh, because uh, when two players disagree uh, on stuff that is like communication issue. Uh, I think he he clearly passed priority because uh, he looked at me and he made a small gesture. No, I did not even remove my hands. Those kind of disagreements. From the point you're asking both players to show you, uh, uh, you you first realize that uh, both of them show almost the same thing. Uh, And afterwards, it's just their brain processing uh, the same reality in uh, uh, through a uh, uh, self-serving bias, mm-hmm. uh, they want to. Uh, uh, so, a self-serving bias is a is a fear. Theor- uh, it's a it's a psychological theory that basically states that you, you basically want to see or want to believe only what you like. So uh, when you're the attacking player and you really uh, need your opponent to not block or miss block or something like that, uh, as soon as your opponent removes their hand or, or made a gesture that could let let you think that, that they are done? removing their hand, obviously they are done, so you play your trick and your opponent's like, hey, wait, I was not done. I, so, so 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 basically, and and that uh, when you um, when you when you ask players to, to, to show you what happened, uh, it becomes uh, uh, so once again it becomes fairly hard for them uh, to uh, to intentionally misrepresent it, and a huge part of the of the job at that point would be to explain to them that even though one believes A and the other believes B, the reality is somewhere in the middle. And that they are each uh, uh, honestly biased. Let's put it like that. <laughs> okay. um, and so, uh, and 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 that is like most of the time uh, how to solve uh, two players disagreeing uh, when one is lying. Um, uh, from that point, uh, you might want to go deeper into. Uh, okay, can you can you tell me what's a, what's your strategy line? Uh, why did you make that play? Uh, or, or, for instance, uh, 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 wh- why do you think your opponent made that particular play? Uh, why did you make that play? Then realize that actually you should try to take it back, or those kind of things.
0: If this, if this card was in your opening hand, why didn't you play it on turn two as opposed yeah. to, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the, those kind of things. Uh, basically, uh, uh, because when you ask players for their strategy lines, you ask them to, if they want to be lying, to come up with something uh, consistent, a full reasoning within seconds. So, and there is only one thing that is that is incredibly easy to come up with within seconds. It's uh, truth, uh, because the truth, like I mean, you've uh, you've experienced it, uh, and and once again, I mean, um, obviously it can be self-serving, bias, it can be uh, subjective truth, those kind of things. But 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 uh, f- from uh, from the points that you. Um, Uh, Another key aspect also to this is it's critical to let the players talk. Uh, In the seminars that I'm presenting, I always say uh, you you need to start with a very open question, like what happened in your opinion, what do you think happened, those kind of things. And and from that point, you already check uh, what... uh, you will already gain information by seeing where, from where, uh, where the player starts with, what the player starts with, uh, and and at the same time, like uh, if um, if play uh, a player that will be able to tell you immediately what happened, what they think has happened, etc., versus a player who starts saying, okay, let me think. You already gain some information what, what you need to think. I'm just asking you what happened after you drew, like what, what's to think here. And you know, the, those, uh, the, the uh, the, those kind of things. And, and from that point, like, uh, basically once you, uh, by, by asking them some broader questions, which involves, uh, uh, like, okay, what's your strategy or all those kind of things. You, you can start to gauge what sounds realistic and what does not. And, and afterwards, if if, if someone is... Uh, it's incredibly easy to lie when people are asking you uh, questions where you can answer by yes or no. Uh, it's incredibly hard to lie when you basically need to come up with an essay uh, on Scratch. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So you mentioned not wanting to interrupt the players, you wanted to make sure that you let the players speak and to ask very open-ended questions. Uh, so... Obviously, being too specific or being too leading can not get you the information you really want. So it'd be a mistake or a, a mistake or, or maybe even like a, a trap to fall into. You might say during investigation. Given your experience, I'm sure you've got plenty of other examples of, of things that you don't. You want to make sure you don't do. You don't fall into these lines when you're performing an investigation. Yeah.
1: Um. Y- yes. Uh, so the the main. Uh... The, the main mistake uh, that I've, uh, so uh, outside of the, uh, I'm, I'm not even trying to take a look at uh, the game count or life totals or board state. Um, the, the main mistake that I see is uh, uh, j- judges who have the feeling that something is wrong. But they do not know how to get the answer that they would, so they keep on asking the same question unless uh the answer ends up being slightly different and at this point they're like oh you changed uh you changed your version like, like I said earlier like from the you can ask a question once. Maybe twice, but further than that uh, it's pointless. I mean obviously uh, if you um, i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that in Guantanamo uh, it works fairly well to ask the same question again and again, and after seventy two hours without sleeping, people start to say something different, but uh, we're far from the concept of justice uh, o- o- over there. Uh, at this point, um, and, and I'm not saying either that uh, the people over there are innocent. Not my point. I'm just just saying, uh, uh, in terms of uh, like, a hum, uh, like a human, like human rights and, and 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 stuff like that. Um, so ba- ba- basically, uh, in in the in the concept of like a magic investigation, uh, what you're mostly looking to establish is uh, is uh, is facts. Uh, so uh, once you ask your question and you and you got some facts uh, if you want to to fact check them you need to fact check them against something else not against the same player. Uh, getting asked a question uh, for the fifth time, uh, and, and which which uh, which gives which brings us to the to the second uh, point of the of the big mistakes, like uh, where you completely lose track of time. Actually, you very often lose track and time when you have no clue how to handle that investigation, and you don't have enough experience to realize that a uh, maybe there's something I have no clue how I can get there. So, I'm just not going to investigate this uh, obviously right. you obviously you can ask uh, like a couple questions you know, just in case but uh, but most of the time uh, that's going to be like, yeah, okay, uh, maybe there's something uh, I've got no way to know uh let's uh Let's drop this before we end up in a in a thirty minute time extension uh, where we barely issued a warning uh, for GRB but uh yeah i mean I, w- I would say that generally speaking uh from the point that you've got the feeling that you're not progressing, uh I think it's worth envisioning immediately okay let's let's stop this because uh this is not uh, because nothing is happening, and we have no way to gather new uh, new data I think that
2: statement the making to use the correct time uh that, I think, is is brilliant. I think that's the, a great way to put it because basically you're saying uh, if if it takes you that much time and you're progressing and you're getting somewhere and you're learning more, it's important to recognize when that's happening versus when you're spinning your wheels, you're in this analysis paralysis zone where you don't. You're not making any headway and you've got to make a decision. Recognize you have to make that decision and you can't, you're clearly not finding another line of investigation. But making sure that you're taking the correct amount of time to get to a conclusion is very important. Yep.
0: When you are doing the investigation and you have a pretty good idea of, of what was going on, uh, do you? continue on doing the investigation to get a little bit more information, or do you just end it right then and there and let the players know the, know the results? So,
1: so, 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 so generally speaking, I, I focus my investigations on identifying, uh, three things. Uh, so intention, uh, knowledge of the rule and advantage. So from the point that I've got one element, uh, Leading me into believing that there has been one of the three, I uh, I consider this part done and I move on to the uh, to the other one. It's not it's obviously not in the course of investigation. Uh, then first and second and third, but, uh, but but mostly I'm I'm not trying to uh, I'm not trying to overdo it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just basically trying to be able to present uh, to the player uh, some things like uh, okay so so uh, while we were speaking we agreed on X we agree uh, uh, we agreed on Y we agreed on uh, on Z, which clearly shows that uh, so you are the motivation. Uh, that you knew that it's not possible, and that the advantage that you uh, you are gaining is pretty strong. And so, and so from that point, I'm I'm not going to try to 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 double uh, to double uh, to, um, to 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 back up each and every of my elements by another one, uh, mostly because uh, for two reasons. I mean, first uh, we only have a limited amount of time, but also. Um, In the in the in the realm of uh, investigations, where you do not, uh, where you only have a very limited amount of uh, elements uh, available to draw conclusions, you cannot always uh, double check uh, everything. Um, So yeah, for 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 me, it's like um, uh, as soon as I've got uh, my three, uh, it's time to conclude and. In the same way, uh, from the point that, as I said, from the point I realized that there is one of the three elements that I have no way to assess, I, I wrap up saying, yeah, I'm not going
2: further. That last part, I think, can be very difficult uh, for people performing investigations to acknowledge, because if you if you don't know one way or the other there's that worry, right, that am I letting someone get away with something because I can't think of the right answer or the right question, rather. But uh, whatever you're doing is impacting some number of of people, and at some point a decision will have to be made, and when you're the head judge, that's your role, right? So it's very important to have that, uh, to be able to have the confidence to be able to conclusively say, I don't know, and I'm not going to find out in any reasonable amount of time. Yeah,
1: uh, and, and I think that it's uh, like even uh, even, without the, the of, uh, even without the notion of even without the notion of of time. I mean, from from the moment that you have no plan, I mean, it probably means that the plan does not exist. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it's it's only from that point that you can wonder. Uh, can I make it exist within the allotted amount of time? But the, but the reality is probably not. So,
2: uh, sort of moving on to more uh, general, just sort of, <laughs> it's not really shooting the breeze, but it's uh, more of a curiosity. I think that uh, I'm sure a lot of judges have is as as a GP head judge, is there one? I, th- I think you mentioned it earlier, and it, was, it might just be this again. But is there one form of 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 cheat? Uh, that sort of stands out among other ones. For example, is is there is lying far more common, or people doing fun things with shuffling, where they're where they're floating a card to the top, or having marked cards, or breaking a, a rule that's a little obscure.
1: So, um, so the, the end, uh, so the notion of marked cards. Uh, obviously, there is this. Um, uh, there has been this famous case at the Mythic Championship uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when it comes to shuffle cheats, like uh, we see some uh, on video on a regular basis, I, I would say that uh, those two, uh, they are not common, as in I will not say that they don't happen a lot. I will say that we are not involved very often because people who intentionally mark their cards or shuffle sheet are very well prepared most of the time and therefore uh, detecting them is incredibly hard mm-hmm. um, uh, so most of um, I, uh, I I, I I do not have the feelings that I've dealt with a lot of players uh, actively lying uh, recently. I mean, obviously, uh, you've got players who are more or less uh, uh, taking advantage of the notion of self-serving bias, and at some point, there's a line where that will become like straight lying, let's, let, let's be clear, but um, uh, yeah. For, for for me for me what I um, what what I see the what I investigate the most is uh, so what I investigate the most is clearly so we disagree on reality and 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 most of the time you know it's that example like between zero and five seconds like uh, that obvious pause and passing priority those kind of things. Um, Uh, From a general point of view, I have the feeling that there is uh, a lot less uh, uh, cheating happening at Grand Prix for six months to a year. Uh, I think that the field has casualized uh, a, a, a lot more. Uh, and, and that uh, so most of the most of the job these days as GPA judge is to uh, to handle indivi- uh, like uh, uh, honest individuals who actually misunderstood each other. Afterwards, uh, I could say that the, the reputations of players do affect uh, how we. Uh, uh, how much we are called uh, at their tables. There have been a couple players on the, on the, pro, uh, on the pro circuit uh, in, the past, uh, in the past four years who had a reputation of being cheaters. And you could clearly see that this was affecting how uh, any kind of mistake they were making uh, was immediately uh, treated as cheating. Um, but generally speaking, but this this was this happened a little bit at GPS as well, but it was mostly the proton uh, at at GPS. Yeah, the, I I really think the field has casualized uh, uh, a, a lot.
2: So when you're saying the field is casualized, you're, you're talking about uh, there does it, it, it seems like the players are not as invested it in the whole winning at any cost up to and potentially including the the more untoward means so basically they're they seem less they seem less interested in uh what cheating would provide them if they could right
1: yeah yes so i i I will uh i will make a uh a caricature of uh, of the field of magic players uh, it's uh, incredibly caricatural but i'm going to divide the field in three you've got players who come to play uh, you've got uh, on the on the one end you've got uh, pro players on the other side and in the middle you've got a, you've got a portion of people who would like to be pros uh, for some of them they are not exactly good enough so at that point they need to rely on everything that they can to win when they when they would not otherwise and i think that this part of the population has drastically reduced mm. because uh because this would also be the population that would be saying that uh, there's not enough money in magic that uh, you can't make a living out of this the, those kind of things, and and that part of the population has said, okay, I'm done with this because I cannot make uh, because I cannot make money, so I'm I'm going to move to something else. So uh, I, I, to me, that has uh, contributed to uh, to seeing less uh, less cheating these days. I have the feeling that I'm involved in way more appeals and investigations at GP than before. But I am also disqualifying a lot fewer people. And uh, I think this is based on two things. Generally speaking, floor judges dare more and are much better at identifying what could be, uh, what is suspicious. And also from uh, the player's point of view, players tend to appeal to the head judge a lot more just to be sure. Uh, which is a wide, uh, which is a wide, uh, wide uh, change versus um, a couple years ago, where there were not many appeals slash investigations. But when there was one, you knew that it was going to be complicated, uh, and and that it would take forever.
0: Mm-hmm. So speaking speaking of a uh, complicated uh, DQs or controversial DQs. <laughs> Do you do you when you're doing an investigation? Do you ever think, oh, this is going to end up on Reddit? Uh, <clears throat> yes, yes, and uh,
1: yes, and no. I, I mean, this is definitely uh, more and more happening, uh, but at the same time, this is not um, uh, this is not something that has affected my uh, that would affect uh, my my decision. Uh, However, I believe that the existence of uh, Reddit and social media in general has forced me to be, uh, I would say, more uh, scrupulous uh, when it comes to gathering uh, evidence or pseudo-evidence. With experience, I have started realizing that uh, uh, not all DQs were ending very well But I have realized that from the point that I started to to be able to tell a player, so I have identified point A, point B, and point C, and the combination of those indicate that you committed cheating. Uh, The DQs end uh, much better than, uh, back to the time I was not able to rationalize this, and uh, that the players must uh, mostly felt uh, that uh, they were uh, wrongly uh, DQ'd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've obviously had some, um, some DQ'd that didn't go super well uh, like I disqualified two players for draft picking. Uh, one I, I think he was vastly inexperienced and I'm not actually even sure that he uh, intended to watch but definitely, at some point, I could see him uh, fixing uh, his gaze uh, over the na- uh, the neighbor's booster. So. Uh, considering uh, uh, I, I was brought to that table to watch that player. This was uh, like definitely enough, even though it's not somebody that I would call a cheater. I think that he had no clue what he was doing. And at some point when turning his head uh, like a puppy in the snow, uh, he, he, end, he ended up uh, seeing and taking the opportunity to watch, If uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and the second one, so that one knew exactly what he was doing. And, act, and that DQ was uh, was very complicated because despite I had two judges who saw him and were describing the same thing as I did, the guy was just like, you have no proof, you have no proof, you have no proof, uh, up to the point that at some point I had to as a TO to, to get that guy out of the venue because I I felt uh, physically uncomfortable twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that uh, and and I think that one of the reasons why uh, this player uh, uh, kind of had an argument that we have no proof is because yeah I mean obviously like we saw him moving his eyes and clearly watching but we had no like I would say physical evidence and it's not even information that he volunteered because when I analyze what a player tells me and I can say hey this is what you told me this is what you told me this is what you told me you volunteered all of that information and I'm only here to draw some conclusions the exit is over there this works much better and uh, and yeah like and like back uh, and, and like back in back in the days why when I, I had not understood that uh the I would say the customer service aspect was uh, was much worse. So, coming back to the question, uh, yes, this may end up on Reddit. And I usually, uh, and actually, it has happened to me to, uh, to at some point, it that way. If that ends up on Reddit, am I comfortable going on Reddit to say, so this is the fact that I had, this is why I made my decision. Okay, thanks, bye. And uh, and when the answer to this is I am not comfortable, uh, probably most of the time uh, it's like I'm I'm not disqualifying there, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I do believe that if I'm not able to hold this in front of uh, of a reasonable audience, yes, I know I just put Reddit and reasonable uh, in parallel, like but but, um, but it means that. Probably I'm about to make the uh, 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 a wrong decision
0: for more junior judges with more local events when they were asking you know how do, I, how do I know when I have enough or how do I know when I've got enough to to dQ and I was like, okay well, you're going to have to write up a report to go to the player investigation committee. do you think you can actually explain to them why you did the DQ mm-hmm. and if you can't, you probably shouldn't be doing it
1: yeah that, that's uh that 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 that's a very good point. Uh, because like uh because because people over there are reasonable for sure,
2: I have a fun story about ending up on reddit, but that's uh for another time, I think <laughs> speaking of fun stories though, sometimes investigations can lead to uh amusing results or circumstances, in particular, I can think of ones where I didn't there was a vital piece of information that was not uh there not not gleaned and it suddenly turns the entire scenario around that can be very amusing kevin while we have you on the line uh any fun investigation stories you would like to share
1: so 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 there's one uh, I, I cannot recall for myself any any very fun one, but I can remember the very first DQ of uh, Claire Dupré, who was uh, a level three judge uh, ten years ago. Yeah, she she was level two back then, by to the time of that DQ, and uh, and we had been talking about like your first DQ, and I said I don't und- don't underestimate it. It's- DQing is never easy, like gathering elements, those kind of things. And she was like, yeah, that's going to be fine. And and there was this guy that we suspected that his uh, cars were marked because he had uh, uh, kind of different sleeves. And so we wanted to check if uh, the different sleeves revealed the lens and non-lens. And so Claire was a was a hedge and so uh, she she goes to the table uh, to to take a look at the deck, and she arrives, and the player is like, "Yes, I know I added card to my sealed deck. I will never do it again. I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 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 okay, well that was. Uh... <laughs>
2: Thank
1: you. Here's your DQ coming in. Yeah, well, talk was, about uh, a guilty conscience. That was pretty good. much it. Well, <laughs> not, not what we were exactly looking for, but I guess uh, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess that works <laughs> uh, uh, somehow. Uh, yeah, that uh, that that one really uh, really stood. Uh, I would say. Uh, it, uh, I, I i generally speaking uh, i don't feel that investigations are, are fun uh, I, I think that um, it, when you take into account the potential consequences on an investigation um, it uh, it cannot be uh, it, ca- it cannot be uh, taken uh, lightly uh i i i i i would say uh i could, i could tell that story of uh, that uh, gp day one where i had the feeling that there was only one table left uh, and this was way before the era where we were sending the hedgers to the last table so i was basically waiting i had almost removed my shirt that for that table to end and then and an investigation starts and at that point in my head like the day was over completely over and I think it took me 35 minutes to make uh, I think a correct ruling, but that one of the players was infinitely upset with, with reason, I think. I, 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 think the ruling was correct, but I think I mishandled that player entirely, and and that's and that's because I, um, I at that point, I didn't have the proper mindset, you know. Yeah, uh, investigations. I, I like to say that they're part of the job, and. From the theoretical aspect, uh, this is an incredibly interesting part of the job, but uh, i they, they're rarely fun. Um, sure. I have to say. But but I mean, I, I that, that example was, uh, we, we had a good laugh, I, I have to say. The,
2: most of the time, yeah. They, the reason why they're, re- well, they can be fun, I find, if the eventual outcome is not one that anybody is upset with uh but you you know there's a random circumstance that that made it amusing in some way but yeah you're absolutely right it's very difficult to take something that can have that big of an impact on somebody and make light of it uh i think it's important to acknowledge that otherwise uh well i i believe that is the the end of our notes for the episode kevin uh if people want to learn more uh want to reach out potentially or, or hear about what you've got going on, uh, where can they reach you? Where can they find, for example, any seminars you might be doing?
1: I am I am hoping that the, uh, the Magic Judge Online uh, uh, seminar team is going to select my uh, Choose Your Own Investigation seminar. Uh, so I crafted that seminar from an actual investigation that I did and that investigation was almost a textbook. Like we were slightly overstaffed, so I had like a bunch of time to dedicate, and 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 so uh, so I could basically throw in all of the elements, and I crafted that seminar in uh, in a way that at every step people get to vote on what they would do next. So so that allows uh, people to actually. Uh, evaluate uh, where they are because I also uh, allo- allotted a number of points to each uh, to which uh, um, to, to each answer that they may take. Uh, it's um, it's uh, it's, in- it's inspired by a choose your own adventure books, uh, which is a, a series uh, that uh, I read uh, infinite of those books when I was a kid. Uh, Can I ask
0: a, qu- a question? Can I flip through the seminar to find the good ending and then work my way
1: backwards? So so it's not entirely choose your own adventure because I, <laughs> I let people vote, but then ultimately uh, we move on to what I did next.
2: Sure. Uh, so, so you force the good ending.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so the thing is initially I wanted to do it entirely like a choose your own adventure book. Uh, unfortunately, I realized that this was getting incredibly complicated to handle uh, a multiplicity of tracks uh, in the middle of uh, uh, for a uh, real-life audience. Uh, but, uh, but obviously, I make sure to say, well, if at some point you're making that choice, this is clearly a dead end. Uh, but at, at some other points, uh, there are some uh, some choices which are actually choices. Some are slightly better than the other, but uh, uh, I I couldn't. Uh, there's even a point where we're actually making the incorrect choice because uh, in real life I did the suboptimal choice, and I only realized uh, when putting up uh, when putting the seminar. Sure. So so writing it was pretty cool because I was like oh yeah I could have done better there.
2: It's important to always be cognizant of of that sort of thing. It's why yep. writing things up after the fact can often be beneficial.
1: Yep, that's uh-huh. that's, that's, that's the that's the core concept of reviews.
2: Mm-hmm. And reports, sort of <laughs> yep. reports. Yep. Yep. So that being I actually really hope that gets selected too cuz that sounds uh pretty amazing. That sounds pretty awesome. So uh Otherwise, um, this has been our episode of JudgeCast. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. If anybody wants to reach out to us, they can find us on Twitter at JudgeCast. Uh, You can also, I've decided, you can tweet me if you like. I'm at bots, R people too. The capital letter R. Some people have already been doing this. I just want to acknowledge that's okay. I'm totally okay with you contacting me. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook. Just look for JudgeCast. You'll find us. uh, Very easy as we have mentioned multiple times but one more time for good measure uh, we do not have a tiktok uh, but you can email us at judgecast@gmail.com. we're gonna
0: get a tiktok
2: yeah we're not gonna get a tiktok we're gonna get a tiktok uh, do not speak a... that idea into
0: the universe we're uh, gonna get a quibi and we're gonna get a so be, whatever the next thing is
2: because it will stop brian from talking uh my name is <laughs> jacob and and i keep it fair
0: I'm Brian Prillman, and I keep it fun. I also keep looking through the Choose Your Own Adventure books for the good ending.